Welcome everyone. I'm Ivy Rivera. I'm a psychic medium, a Thai, you know, Arawak, and I own a school called the Ivy League Psychic Academy, where we train people internationally in spiritual development of all kinds. What you guys are catching here tonight is our Sunday service, Roots Revival Interfaith with my beautiful pastors, Reverend Danny Johnson, our numerologist, and Reverend Christina Del Rey, our astrologer. Now, our belief system here at Roots Revival Interfaith is that the three truths of the universe, that's intuition, right? Your psychic, mediumistic, and empathic ability, as well as astrology and numerology come together beautifully. And they lead you, guide you to stay on your life path, but they also, uh, these wisdoms in the universe also help you to heal and ultimately to go out and heal others. Today, we are talking about aging and spirituality. How are my reverends? Wonderful. How are you? Grateful. Doing awesome. Okay, very good. Um, so uh, we are going to be talking about aging and spirituality. I'll go first, and then I'll be passing this over uh, to Reverend Christina or Reverend Danny, whoever wants to go next. Uh, after that, we'll be taking your questions and your comments. So we're an interactive church. We want you guys to let us know if you want more information on something we're discussing here today, or if you have some type of a supportive comment uh, to make. We do appreciate because we are all learning from each other in community. Again, if you just tuned in late, we are taking prayer and healing requests a bit later on in the service. So go ahead and post those. Donations are always appreciated, and please do give this video a thumbs up. So I believe that spirit led me to talk about this because we're approaching a point in our society, especially here in America, but I believe everywhere, where we're realizing that we lose a sense of value so rapidly and under such harsh circumstances when we hit a certain age. And this is mostly women women who are targeted through the patriarchy, targeted through capitalism. Uh, but it's really everybody to some degree. And what Spirit was putting on my heart was that this is a great opportunity to talk about the positive aspects of aging that never seem to get discussed and to take a deeper look at um, how we can use these positives to strengthen ourselves going forward and find more value in the process that we're going through. Now, I did a class on this recently, and I talked a lot about grascophobia. Grascophobia is the fear of aging, and this can happen at any age. So tonight is not just for those of you that are actually in the aging process, even though technically we are all in the aging process from the time we're born. Now, grascophobia, the fear of aging is debilitating. And again, this can happen when you're in your teens, your 20s, your 50s. You just don't really know when it's going to come to a head. And if you want more information on that, you can go in the playlist under mini classes and look for a class called uh, Aging and Spirituality. But today, what I really wanted to break down here um, are a couple different spiritual aspects to the aging process that make you so much more powerful and developed uh, than you ever were. So I want to go first <laughs> to uh, the biblical 
removal, let's say, of some pertinent information. So in the Old Testament, there were training books in Solomon for the seers, the mediums, the light workers, the psychics, the prophets. And while we are embracing a bit more in certain churches and denominations, prophets coming back into the church once a month and delivering out messages from spirit or giving out healings, it is still nowhere near where it was ever meant to be. And when they removed the training manuals from uh, the Old Testament, they were able to, in the New Testament, put psychics and prophets and mediums uh, with devil worshipers and rapists and criminals and murderers. It's a terrible injustice uh, that's never been corrected. And what we do know about those old books uh, was that we were only able to train at 40 years old. So the younger seers and healers and mediums that came into uh, the church, let's say, they were watched very carefully and they were eventually taken in by the elders to train. But you had to have a certain amount of life experience. You had to have a certain amount of knowledge. And, um, you know, during those times, that would have been considered very, very old. Uh, but it's not unlike the native system in most of our indigenous tribes, native tribes, where in order to be an elder, you have to have a significant amount of age and experience under you that just comes from time itself. So it's a highly respected position uh, that's been wiped out. Now, I also want to talk about just something real basic here. Okay, so uh, physiologically, um, psychologically, when we hit 25 to 27 years old, the prefrontal cortex of our brain finishes developing. We would say that this is helping with judgment. And so for those of you who are in your 30s now, you may be looking back at your 20s and wondering what the heck you were doing the whole time. What were you thinking that whole time? Uh, you know, can I get any testimony here from people? Do you look back at your 20s and wonder where your head even was? We look like adults. We're told we're adults. We're given opportunities to do very adult things. Um, but we're not ready for those things until we are fully developed and we can get ourselves into a lot of predicaments that are hard to get back out of. So this is part of the aging process also that I think we need to celebrate more, 25 to 27. I feel like we really start to become who we truly are. Now, I also want to uh, touch on intuitive increases for those of you that follow me. Uh, here on TikTok or YouTube, you know, I talk about this quite a lot. There are different time periods in our lives where we'll see a bout of intuition increase that can be disruptive, uh, but I really believe it's something to learn to manage and to celebrate for sure. Now, we see these mostly when we're younger, three years old, we have a major increase. Uh, children become mediums at that age. You'll see a baby talking to spirits in the room or talking to orbs. They'll start to uh, talk to pictures of ancestors and they'll know their names, even people they've never met in their family, but who are around them, supporting them in spirit. Then we see this again at five to six years old. 
Then we see it at 14 to 16 years old. We see another increase around 27, and we have a big one between 48 and 52. These are definitely things in the aging process that we want to embrace and celebrate. We also have to be realistic that they can be disruptive and that some of the struggles you may be having with the aging process or in life in general can come from your energy being overwhelmed or off balance because of this. But between 48 and 52, I find that so many of my students are ready for the first time in their lives to become light workers, to be of service to spirit in a real significant way. And often around that time, they decide that they're leaving old ways of life that no longer work for them. They may divorce. They may um, go in, and embark on a brand new career for themselves. They may relocate, you know, but they basically shed what no longer serves and they stop living any kind of a lie that they were comfortable living before that. And the universe is highly supportive of this. So it is an exciting time. And when your psychic ability, your mediumistic ability, your empathic abilities increase, you have to understand that the changes that you want to make are so powerful within you that you feel it in your bones, you feel it in your gut, you feel it in your higher mind. It is undeniable. And you may take risks that you were never willing to take in the past and step out in blind faith, and you should. So it's definitely something else we want to embrace. Uh, I'm going to switch this over to Reverend Danny or Reverend Christina here in just a second. But one more thing I think is so important for us to focus on with our spiritual development and the aging process. And that is that in native communities, we take so much pride in our elders. We don't see these as old, useless, dispensable people that are just hogging up resources and taking up space, you know, that are, that are useless to us. Um, they're invaluable players in the wisdom and the power of the universe. And they are uh, to, I, I want to say that these people are capable of taking the younger generations uh, further than even, um, you know, younger people that they may find more relatable in a lot of ways. So as we get older and we tap into more truths in the universe and spirit is working and channeling through us more, we are more capable of connecting with people from all walks of life and all different ages. And that's really what we need is we need to take the younger generations and prep them with the elders uh, for, you know, the revolution that's going on uh, for the enlightenment and the spreading of universal truth. So what we are supposed to be focusing on right now, 2022, uh, universally, I believe, is more empowerment coming to women, more empowerment coming to natives and other minorities and marginalized, and a revolutionary mentality in regard to the aging process itself, to start to treat it with some respect and value as uh, many tribes have always known that it actually is. Let's put that power back in the hands of the people. All right, so go ahead, you guys, posting any questions, comments, prayer, and healing requests. I do want to switch this over to Reverend uh, Danny or Reverend Christina, whoever wants to go next. Um, 
Um, I, I'm grateful that we all have the chance to um, reflect on this particular topic because it does hit home um, regardless of age, because whether or not we are actually living in it or if we are anticipating what life will look like as we get a little bit older, it really is, it resonates. With regard to like, to when connecting with spirit, um, when asking about the spirituality and aging, um, this, um, this, the thing about like experience, lived experience is something that is invaluable, even when it, like, when it comes to spirituality. And that um, when I was younger, it's interesting how it's like spirit has us watch something and see something when we're younger and then recalls it years later. So I remember maybe 15 years ago, 15, 17 years ago, I was watching when Oprah, um, now Oprah's not the be all and end all, she's phenomenal, but she's not the be all and end all. The thing is, I do remember when she had her show, she would have this after show. And the after show was when she would have dialogue with her audience. And there was a woman who was 28 years old who stood up and said, um, you know, Oprah, I know that all of my friends seem to have everything together. They seem to know what's going on. I'm 28, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to figure out my life and everything just seems up in the air and I don't know what's going on. And Oprah said, God bless you child, because there's no amount of money in the world that could ever make me go back to my twenties. <laughs> it was horrific time. She said she was learning boundaries, figuring out who she was, learning self-love and, um, trying to find her way in the world. And she said that there's no way in the world that at 28 she's ever, that anyone has ever expected to know what is coming and how to figure things out. So when we are younger, um, there's a lot of pressure put on us to have things figured out. And I think you posted a meme, something like that. Um, I, uh, Reverend, Pastor Ivy on your uh, Facebook page, something to the effect of where students are, or young folks are expected to make decisions, these life decisions when just, uh, yesterday, they were asking permission to use the bathroom, which is so real. Right, that we're pushing student loans on them and we're getting them to enroll in college, but they just had to raise their hand ass to go pee. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's insane. It's a, yes. it's a con. It's a con, yeah. It really is. And given uh, credit card applications, just here, yeah. it's plastic. It's just, oh, these, you know, it, it's a lot. And, um, that is once we get have the chance to grow a bit older and get a bit older we realize how we had it together much more than we thought that we had and we weren't expected to know more than we were supposed to at that particular time and myself as well my my 20s feels like a lifetime um, away from where i am right now and the numbers even kind of like correlate with that too um, another reason why, um, in terms of like aging and spirituality, how when we get older and things just start to make sense and things just feel a bit more settled is because as we get older, the folks who we are close, some of the folks who we're closest to are the ones who end up transitioning. And uh, Pastor Ivy, when you were describing how, you know, like spiritual elevation, how um, when, whether it be our parents, our grandparents, folks who raised us, folks who we're close to, um, when they start crossing over and becoming ancestors, that is when um, some of our barriers and the blocks that we may have had with regard to like, connecting with spirit and connect and trusting start to crumble. And we start to realize, okay, there's more than just what's in front of us. There's more than just what we can feel, see, touch, um, and experience here in this earthly world. And that um, is both, uh, it's a painful experience, but it also is a gift as well, because we then begin to realize that there's so much more to life than what we may have in, uh, given it credit for. And, <clears throat> excuse me, with... Um, 
also, as we get older, uh, we have, um, we're, and I, you uh, kind of spoke to this as well, we get to this place where we have had the chance to unlearn and let go of the things that we've been taught that really no longer serve us, whether it be for, with regard to religious institutions, whether it be with regard to um, some uh, ways of thinking, ways of being, values that values that probably never even made sense to us when we were younger. But it's like, okay, I trust my people. I trust the adults who are around me and they must know more than me. But then as we get older, we then begin to realize, well, wait a minute, my gut was speaking to me back then and my gut is still speaking to me now. And what I was told was not right. And um, that gives us the chance to be able to shed those thoughts and feelings and um, allow for us to grow into who we authentically are. And it's interesting because as we grow older, some of the folks who we uh, either were raised by or were cared for or were close with, uh, they can grow as well. And when we speak up, that then gives them permission to get out of their own way and let go of beliefs and thoughts and feelings that may have been passed down to them that really may have made no sense, but they may not have necessarily been given the unspoken permission to let them go. So that is like a really beautiful um, kind of byproduct of uh, the aging process. And then also, um, so, you know, I know what we have and we are grateful to have um, members of our Roots Revival community who are atheist, who are agnostic, who might somewhat believe in the presence of a God, or who might also walk dual or multiple religious paths and might identify as Christian or uh, uh, Jewish or uh, Sikh or how, how Buddhist, however you might identify. But spe and specifically when it comes to like faith development, one of the things that we are able to do, and I'll speak just, and though I'm speaking from the perspective of Christianity, this is by no means the um, most significant religion, not at all. It's just just from my own lived experience, but we make space for everyone. Um, we are a multi-religious community. The thing is, when it comes to Christianity, there is such thing. I, there was a pastor who spoke to me about this concept of um, matured faith, like growing in maturity in your faith and growing in maturity in your faith is to not, not to have blind faith, but to question and ask questions of God and ask questions of the Bible and push back on doctrine. And he actually said, you know, faith, growth in faith is not just accepting what is growth in faith is sitting down with God and saying, you know, God, I love you, but mm, mm, <laughs> your people wrote things that don't make sense. Let's talk about this. And that is making space for um, and allowing for God to come in and make sense of what we're reading is an act of faith as well. And the thing is, and part of my own um, faith and growth, faith development is that Jesus was a mystic. Jesus was completely a mystic. I bet you Jesus sat with the mediums. Jesus probably sat with the mediums and didn't take a step before <laughs> sitting down with a seer. I am wholeheartedly, I believe it, I feel it in my heart. He probably tipped well. He was, and I just, I feel it in my soul, like he was. And in the same way that, um, I know we're speaking specifically in terms of um, aging and spirituality, but the same Jesus that is often heralded as this, you know, meek, you know, mild-mannered person who flipped tables and, um, 
upon his resurrection, revealed himself to the person who, though she very likely was not a prostitute, very well could have been. Mary Magdalene was the person he trusted most and, and pushed back on patriarchy in so many ways. And this is the, being able to accept and feel and embrace um, spirituality in this way is a part of growth as well as part of the aging process and doing so without fearing the wrath of God coming down upon us. Like we can ask questions and stand in our truth and know that we are loved without um, fear of repercussion in that way and knowing that we are still held. Um, <clears throat> with regard to the numerology, so the numerology really is with us when it comes to um, the aging process. There are a few numbers that really affirm for us and show up for us um, when, um, as, we, as we get older. So one of them, and it's one of my favorite, is the maturity number. So our maturity number, um, there are numbers in uh, numerology that are calculated by our uh, date of birth. There are other numbers that are calculated by the name we are given at birth, and each letter in our name carries a different numeric energy. And our maturity number is essentially the combination of our life path number and our expression number. In a numerology, our life path number describes the path that we walk and our expression number describes the soul walking the path. So our maturity number literally is a combination of these two numbers and it is designed by design. And like the way that the numbers always, the thing, one of the things I love about numerology is it's, it's a reminder that God has ex knows exactly who we are. It's almost kind of like our, um, in the same way as astrology, it is our numero numerological uh, thumbprint, it's like our fingerprint. It's like no two are the same. And literally between the ages of 30 to 35, just um, in perfect order, this extra bit of energy emerges for us, this, this maturity number. And this number emerges for us as we grow, as we're designed to grow into who we are meant to be. And um, as uh, Pastor Ivy, as you described, there are certain um, lessons in life that we are meant to learn at a certain age. There are certain things that we're not meant to know uh, up until a certain point. And that numeric energy is saved for us just at that perfect time when God knows that we are uh, meant to grow into certain lessons. And the maturity number, ironically, really correlates with uh, life contracts. And uh, Pastor Ivy, you teach us about life contracts and mediumship training and the work that we promised God that we would do before we got here that is um, designed to, um, that, we aren't that we aren't meant to fulfill until a certain time period, that maturity number, the energy of the maturity number bubbles up for us at that time. And um, just giving a quick example of for myself, um, my life path number is one, which is that number of like, you know, push forward, get the work done, you know, just or at least try to get the work done. And um, being steadfast in that way. And then number five is my expression number, which is freedom and liberation and, you know, being able to chart my own course in that way. Now, interestingly, my maturity number is six. So growing up, um, I was that kid where, you know, and, um, you know, not, I don't want to overgeneralize when it comes to, to women or uh, people who are, uh, whether cis or transgender, uh, who identify as women. But sometimes as young girls, we are uh, conditioned, we kind of, there, there's this kind of space where it's like well, young girls 
fantasize about their wedding and it's fantasize about getting married and all that stuff. And that was never me. I was that girl who was just, I just want to be smart because I hear how the adults talk about the ones who aren't very smart. I just want to be a smart adult and <laughs> have some common sense and I want to travel. That was me when I was younger. That was complete. And, and I just, that wasn't a part of who I was. It wasn't until 30 to 35 that my maturity number is six, and that's the number of love and relationships and community and family. And that really resonated when it came to the community, the um, social justice work that um, I've had the chance to become involved with, that um, I've had the chance to be in spaces with Pastor Ivy and with uh, Reverend Christina. And it's interesting because that's how it resonated. And my um, appreciation for relationships elevated around 30, it was more like 36, 37, I was a little bit of a late bloomer, but still around that time, that was when I uh, really developed a, a sense of understanding of the uh, importance of community relationships and um, that energy. And so it was no coincidence at all. And then when it comes to uh, also, there are certain numbers that are uh, a numeric energy that's designed to um, bubble up for us with regard to period cycle numbers and pinnacle cycle numbers. So period cycle numbers, these are the numbers that um, numeric energy that emerges for us at certain time periods that, that is helps us to grow into who we're meant to be. Like it's almost kind of like a flower and at a particular flower is designed to have purple and green and maybe some yellow. And depending upon the uh, time frame there's a time for everything. And um, that numeric energy emerges for us um, when it is designed to. So there is numeric energy between, like depending upon a life, a person's life path number is, uh, determines when this energy emerges. But you get, there, that's in a sense, kind of like why there are people who might feel as though they've lived multiple lives in one lifetime and feel like different people in one lifetime because there's such different energy um, throughout a person's life. And also pinnacle cycle numbers, which are designed to help a person to, that's like the rise to the occasion number. Those are the numbers that help us. And this these numbers are also very much correlated to life, uh, life contracts as well, because if at a certain age, if a person is meant to fulfill certain work, there is a numeric energy that just almost meets us on our path, meets us along the way to make sure that we are able to fulfill the work that we're meant to do. So it's really interesting the ways that the numbers show up for us in that way. And as we grow um, and as we let go of the, uh, the things that create barriers between ourselves and our ability and our willingness to trust spirit, when the angels send us numbers, when the ancestors send us numbers, as we get older, they become less coincidental and more messages and answers to prayers and uh, a reminder to us that we are held at all moments at all at all points so that's what spirit oh beautiful thank you thank you danny um there's so much to know about your numerology there's so much to know about your astrology and there's so much to know about your life contract um it's always amazing to me um that we don't practice each other's crafts a ton, <laughs> you know, um, like I would definitely recommend if you have questions about your numbers, or your planets, you know, you go, you go to Reverend Danny or Reverend Christina, uh, instead of coming to me. But, um, it's amazing that no matter how we come at our work, 
they they all match. It's the same information psychically, right? Numerologically, astrologically. It's it's always identical. Um, so it really is quite phenomenal. And I see a bunch of you in the comment section asking, oh, well, what are my numbers and this and that? And we're not going to be doing that today. Uh, but Danny does have a numerology class that's running right now currently. So you can go up onto the website that's in the description and find out more about that. But thank you um, for sharing that. And I just wanted to comment real quick before we switch over here to uh, Reverend Christina, our astrologer. Uh, Reverend Danny, when you're talking about how we are supposed to test our faith, it really isn't blind faith. It really isn't, um, even in the Christian faith, right, where where there is so much hierarchy and sort of reverence up, you know, to um, the, uh, you know, the Pope or the priests, whatever it is, there is a lot in the Bible about testing your faith. We're never asked, I don't believe in most faiths, um, to just jump in without paying any attention whatsoever. And it is that testing that helps us to strengthen our faith when we do need to step out and we don't have all the answers. And I thought it was very interesting. I recently saw a study that said something like uh, 63% of the younger generations have rejected their parents' faith and religion and are turning toward astrology and mediumship and numerology because they have found that when they went to go test their parents' faith, they got nothing out of it. And when they wanted healing and they were told that was the way, they got nothing out of it. And when they wanted acceptance and a place to grow and find community, they were rejected. And when they turned to astrology and numerology and psychic ability and mediumship, they found a home. And that is a huge number, 63%. This is very exciting. This is the revolution. Uh, Reverend Chris. Danny, what were you going to say? Oh, just co-signing. Absolutely. This this absolutely is the revolution and giving folks a place and a, a reminder that they are still held no matter what. They are held by the universe. Yeah, we are held. I love that. Yeah, this is the awakening. Amazing time to be here. Um, and Reverend Christina, what did you want to say about this? Also, if you guys are tuning in a little bit late, we encourage you to leave your prayer and healing requests in the comment section now. We're going to be getting to them in a little bit. We are also taking your questions or comments on this topic today. We are an interactive church, so post. Well, being the most elder person on the panel here, um, I definitely don't have it all figured out. However, I do enjoy being older in the fact that I have a lot more wisdom that I, than I had when I was younger. And I remember just like Danny, and maybe it's a Leo thing, but I remember thinking, I want to be smart. I want to know things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be dumb, I guess. Like, you know, I, I was, I always thought that like, you know, I was always like a knowledge seeker and I wanted to, you know, learn what I wanted to learn. I didn't necessarily learn what was being taught. So now I feel like I do have some wisdom to share, but I also recognize that other people have wisdom to share. Um, and sometimes I'm reminded that I need to listen to other people's wisdom as well. Um, but one thing that I find really important with aging is to keep young people around you as mentors, because um, 
I don't know, they think about the older people that you know, the elderly people that you know, and there are some who there's one way to do something and that is the only way and they can't hear anything else and it's the truth for them and there is no other truth and it's because their parent taught them that way. So that's the only truth that exists. And you don't want to become that when you're um, an elder. You want to keep those young people around you so that you can um, you can learn from them and they can learn from you. It's a symbiotic relationship. It's it's you know it, it, it's balancing things out. Um, so it's important not only for you know young people to have mentors, but also for older people to have men younger mentors as well. And keeping flexible as well, um, you know, that there's more than one truth. There's more than one way to do things. And Danny was talking about um, questioning faith. And, you know, if you meet somebody who has all the answers, run. <laughs> because no one has all the answers. So, you know, that's that's a clear red flag there if um, if they think that there's no questioning that needs to go on because that is part of the human process um, and that is part of the faith process is to question and to ask for signs and all those things. Um, in astrology, we have many cycles throughout life because like Ivy said, we have a life contract and life is going to, you know, you have free will to a certain point and life is going to keep checking in with you to see if you're following your contract and how far off the path you have wandered. And we have um, the, no the North Node and the South Node are about, you know, what you came into this life with, what you're going to um, learn in this life and your mission in this life. And some people achieve their mission and some people don't, but the universe is going to keep cycling so that, um, you know, it can try to push you on that path. And we all have nodes. So we all have nodal returns. So we have um, the nodal return happens at 18, 37, 55, and 74. And what this is, is this is really like a kind of a fulfillment cycle where, um, you know, what it kind of culminates into a reward of some kind. But the real ones that are the check-ins are the opposition and the square. So the squares remind you that you have a life purpose and that you need to be going towards that. So those ages are 4, 13, 23, 32, 41, 51, 60, and 69. So it's not like you can't escape it. Something will come up where there's tension to push you towards what you're supposed to be learning. And sometimes what you think you want to learn and what you're supposed to be learning are completely different. And depending on how much you follow your intuition and how much you listen to spirit. So, and I can remember, I can remember doing that. I can remember thinking I wanted to do something that was not in alignment with my contract and it not working out. <laughs> There's a reason why these things don't work out. But the opposition, which is the one I just went through, um, I, those numbers are um, age nine, age 27, age 46, 65, and 83. Now, this is one that's a real... Um, awakener. 
because if you are on the wrong path, what happens is the universe throws you right off of it and says, nope, you're going in the wrong direction. So um, things get, you know, things just kind of get wiped out and you got to go back to where you're supposed to be. So um, if anybody's experiencing that, um, you know, you, but you know, once, once everything kind of, kind of falls into place, you, you feel better because you're on the right track again. Um, we also have in, in astrology, we don't even consider you an adult until you've had your Saturn return. And that doesn't happen until 2830. So you're not even really considered an adult. And look, Saturn return is a check-in. It's where you have to become responsible. Um, during my Saturn return, I had my first child. So, you know, there's something there that happens that's saying, okay, you know what? You have to, um, you have to listen up. You have to become a responsible adult. And it's a hard time, but if you're on the right track, there are great rewards to come. And every seven years, uh, Saturn is going to make an angle um, to your sun. And it's going to, or into the, to where Saturn was. So Saturn will square Saturn every seven years. Then it will conjunct and it opposes. So it's, it's always these check-ins, right? So your Saturn, but the big one that everybody talks about is the Saturn return and the second Saturn return. So the second Saturn return is around age 56. And this tends to be, it tends to be like a, um, you're starting to like regret can set in at this point because you're, you know, you're done with the first half of life. Um, there's only so much time left. And you kind of look back at what I could have, should have done. And if you're younger than that right now, you should be trying everything you want to try and not, you know, even if it doesn't work, you just want to have the experience so that you don't have the regret later. Um, and it's like acceptance for what you did, um, but also what you didn't do. And, you know, you're entering a different phase. You're no longer in adulthood. Like you're kind of like transitioning more towards um, elderhood and you, you deal with any regrets, you move on. You have to be kind of gentle with yourself around that time because it is a time that can be sort of depressing because Saturn, you know, has um, somewhat of a block. Um, but you also, when you come to self-acceptance, you realize that you can work towards something, um, you know, fulfilling as well. We also have... Um, the Uranus opposition when you are around 48 years old. And um, this is the astrological midlife crisis. And a lot of times what happens is, um, you know, you're kind of on that path again. And if you're not on the right path, you know, you're going to want to break free from that path. So, you know, you could totally do something um, to break through. It's kind of like, it's either a breakthrough or a breakdown. So you can break down during the Uranus opposition, or you could have major breakthroughs in your, um, 
in your career and in your status. So if you've been, it depends on how you've been handling, um, you know, your, where you're supposed to be going as opposed to where society is telling you where to go. And you also have the, so Uranus takes 84 years to return and not many people make it to their Uranus return, but Betty White made it to hers. And, you know, we have a lot of, we have Uranus cycles and this is kind of like, I, this is one of the reasons why, you know, how like older people just don't care anymore. They just kind of say what they want to say <laughs> because they feel more free, you know, like we were, we're more restricted, but when Uranus comes and, you know, you think about Betty White, she didn't hold back, right? She just kind of said what, what was on her mind. When she had her Uranus return, um, she was back in the spotlight doing um, Hot in Cleveland, which was kind of, you know, risque. And <clears throat> and she was, uh, you know, free, uh, like had experienced a new freedom. So, you know, if, if we are blessed and in good health um, at our Uranus return, you know, that could kind of be fun. Um, but the Saturn, Saturn opposition to, um, 1420 or 1442, checking in with yourself, seeing how, what you've done. Have you grown up? Have you claimed, um, maturity? Have you acted maturely? So, you know, Saturn doesn't go away in our chart. Saturn is where we have the most lessons to learn and the most work to do. So, these life cycles are check-ins and we all have them, but they affect us all differently depending on where we are in life spiritually and just, you know, whatever has happened to us. So it's all different levels, but, you know, you can count on these cycles. It's just how will they play out in your life? And that's why it's really good to know your numerology and your astrology because you're like, okay, this is coming you know, I, I don't want to have any regrets. I'm going to do this. So. Amen. Thank you, uh, Reverend Christina. So I, I think it's so important too, after listening to the different like planetary shifts and ages and stuff that she brought up, that we have to remember, it's not like a lottery aspect, you know, it's not like, oh, this is coming. You know, Christina and I obsessively talk about free will and karma right? Like all roads lead back to free will and karma. <laughs> and it's something we have to realize that these are great opportunities, these planetary shifts, you know, these numbers in your chart, whatever pivotal point, you know, is coming up, but there's going to be an exit, you know, in order for a new door to open, another door has to shut. Every time the bus stops, somebody's got to get off. There's going to be a detoxing. There's going to be a clearing. Nobody's perfect or you wouldn't be here on earth. So we have to embrace both. And I just appreciate that you brought that up, you know, that it's good. It, there will be a leveling up if you do it, if you do the work. And if you haven't been, um, even if you have been, there's always a tweaking process. There's always a cleansing, you know, that has to go along with that. We don't want to label no. that as bad. It's good. And I think, and you know, and I didn't really discuss the you know, the more prosperous cycles too, because there are prosperous cycles, you know, the trines, the sextiles. Um, and those are all great, especially if you put your work in, you know, yeah. like, you know, Saturn, Saturn trine is great if you put your work in. So those are payoff cycles. But what do we tend to notice more? We tend to notice the challenging cycles more. 
Yeah, Wesley, Wesley Rushing just posted flipping Saturn. That's yeah, what was, that's what yeah. I was thinking the whole time you were talking about Saturn. Yeah, Saturn is the oh, you know it's the planet you. of reality. It's um it's the earthly experience. We can't escape it. That's too bad. So, <laughs> all right. So we are going to move on to questions and uh, comments here. I know we are approaching our one hour mark rather quickly. And I know we could talk on this topic for a long time. Uh, so um, also, if you guys have not posted your prayer and healing requests, now is the time. Our beautiful producer, Destiny, behind the scenes here, if you could start popping up the questions and comments. And once I say them, you could take it down and put up the next one. I do want to address a negative Nancy who popped on here, Athenia, who was saying, uh, sounds like an admission of failure to me. She was saying, I don't know anything about contracts, but I don't believe. And what you're talking about is a form of slavery. And uh, it's too late for me to go back now and fix it. Well, then just admit that. You didn't do what you were supposed to. It's too late for you to go back now. Contracts are not a form of slavery. It's something you signed on to before you came to earth. We have a purpose for being here, and there's nothing negative about that. So don't take on a negative attitude. You could be using your weakness and uh, alchemizing it into a place of power to help others and encourage others to finish their life contract instead of acting like it's a form of slavery. All right, so let's look at Jill Marie. I've always struggled with the idea of aging and becoming irrelevant. Uh, turning 45 soon, and oddly, I felt more grounded and at home with myself than ever. The three of you have a lot to do with that. Thank you so much. Uh, that is so refreshing to hear. And I will say personally at 42, Jill, I feel the same way. And I have drascophobia. So becoming older and worrying about all the things that can come along with that um, has caused so much uh, chronic anxiety. But I am surprised every year, especially as I'm getting into my 40s, uh, how much more comfortable I am with the accomplishments that I've made and how comfortable I am in my own skin. And it's almost like a rerouting of your focus, you know? So thank you for bringing that up. You, we really do have to focus on the good parts of it actively. We have to try. I really appreciate, um, also I really appreciate Jill, Jill's comment because um, the same, when we were younger and we thought about 40, 45, we thought, oh, when that time comes, here we are. And um, there is something really beautiful about it. And us being able to share it with each other is uh, phenomenal. And it's interesting how it's like how we see ourselves is very different than how others might see us. So us having community is just, especially as women, is so important um, to remind us that we are right where we are meant to be. And so grateful for her. I love being comfortable in my skin because I never was before. So that to me is an accomplishment that I do love about being older. Right on. Danielle Rose says they slandered Mary Magdalene's name because she was a free woman, not married at her age and spiritually powerful. And they didn't want to have any women with spiritual authority. hundred percent. hundred percent. Absolutely. When, um, I'm so sorry, when um, Mary Magdalene often reminds me of the Queen of Pentacles because she very likely was a businesswoman and uh, likely had, came from affluence. 
and didn't apologize for who she was. So thank you for that comment. Right on. Uh, we have one from Shannon Anderson. I'm 50 years young and starting a new journey. I'm truly thankful for you three lovely ladies and souls for doing uh, shows like this. Well, that's super exciting. Enjoy your 50s. And I think it's I, I think it's so great that more women are coming to the forefront and and being visible and more audible, you know, about that, because we really don't, especially in like our media, there's no representation. And so um, keep singing sisters <laughs> for sure. That is lovely that you're starting a new journey and that, and you're literally 50 years young. That is um, like when we start something new, we can literally start as though we are, um, as well though we are children and um, excited for you. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in with us. Always beautiful to have you for another Sunday service. We are here every Sunday on TikTok and YouTube at Ask Ivy, 8 p.m. Eastern uh, for Roots Revival Interfaith. Thank you, Reverend Danny. Thank you, Reverend Christina. And thank you, thank you Destiny, our producer. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here with you. You too. See you next week. Thank you, Spirit. We'll see you guys next week. Take care, everybody.